of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. We're back live once again on this beautiful July 29th or 30th, 2014 depending where you are right now. We, of course, are broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel, one half of the usual suspects on the show, and with me, as usual, is Mr. Alan Weiler. How are you doing, Alan? Oh, I'm doing fine tonight. How's everybody out there tonight uh, in the wonderful, mysterious world looking up at the sky? Uh, well, are you looking up at the sky, and do you see sky, or do you see popcorn on the ceiling? Actually, earlier tonight I did see sky. Now I have popcorn on the ceiling that I'm looking at uh, good because times. of the hotel. Yeah, I know. Good times. Yeah. You know, I'm in a hotel again, so you know, you know how that goes. Yes. Now, w- what remote location are you joining us tonight? I from? am in the middle of Alabama. Alabama, where Alabama. men are men, women are women, and sheep are nervous. Folks, if you want to send any hate mail, <laughs> Alan at skywatchersradio.com. Always, always, you know, we love getting that humorous hate mail. And if it's yes. a really good one, we'll read it online, maybe. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Now, tonight, folks, we have a doozy for you. And, you know, usually I say that and I'm kind of fibbing sometimes. Yeah, this this one's actually a pretty interesting one. After this one's reading good. what this guy literally has in his hands. Yes, and... Get your dirty minds off of whatever you're thinking out there, guys. No, 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 no. I'm dead serious. This is really yes. impressive. If this is true, what this guy has in his possession, it changes the whole entire equation Everything. of the universe. The whole like spectrum I, changes, really. It ab- does. A- absolutely. You know, I always say if 1% of 1% of 1% of all the UFOs sightings in the world are true, that means done. it's done. It's over. That's it's it. real. Yeah. I mean, that's really all that we need. We know. Look, we know people hoax. That's come on. You know, right. that's we, we common know knowledge. Yeah, we know yeah, exactly. There's a lot of hoaxers out there, but we just need that little one tiny percent or that point of a, of a percent. That's all we need. We don't need the. We don't need fifty percent. Right. If nine point nine nine, if ninety nine point nine 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 is a hoax, there's that little micro fraction that has to be real, especially Correct. when they're also catching some things that 
Uh, the Mars rover is catching, and obviously uh, we'll talk about that in the news section yes, uh, we will. in a little bit. Yeah, I found that one interesting, too. Oh, yeah, some good stuff. In fact, that story is really something we are going to read last week, but we didn't get to because we kind of ran over a little bit in time, so we're going to get to it today. But just to let everybody know, we're going to have Larry, uh, and I'm going to probably butcher his name, you know how I do, uh, and maybe not, hold on, Seconder. Well, when we get when we get him on the phone, we'll ask him if you can. Sure, right. And I talked to the gentleman earlier. I should it, you know, I'm going to start writing notes, and that's going to be one of my memos. Ask how to pronounce the name, so I don't butcher names anymore. But I believe is <laughs> Larry Seconder, um, and uh, he's going to be the guest tonight. Now, the object that we've been talking about has been tested at 12 universities and labs around the country, folks. It matches nothing on this planet. And um, now he says he's published a book called "You Can Only Go As Far As You Can Push," um, the Bob White Legacy Glades, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about with him. But think about this: twelve universities have uh, tested this thing, Alan, and not one of them has been able to figure out what this is. Doesn't belong. And what on it's Earth, made of? Right. What it's made of? Yeah. This is of course. This is good you know, stuff. if I'm reading this right, there are things that are not on our table of elements. Right. Uh, it says here, uh, he says, I have sp- uh, scientific test results showing uh, this with, uh, it says, accredited, um, uh, help me out here, Alan, um, accredited? Yeah, uh, anyway. I, I don't know With good you- scientists, anyway, anyway, they, <laughs> with scientists uh, who have gone on record stating that uh, that this more than once on TV shows that they have done, including UFO Hunters, by the way, with you know, Bo Burns. Uh, they've been on many UFOs, uh, UFO-type shows talking about this thing and talking about this object that he has. And now we're talking about scientists that he's going to tell us some names, uh, and, you know, these are credible scientists. Oh, no, no. I mean, we're dealing with universities here that are right. actually have in their possession mass spectrometers and all sorts of other equipment. And all kind that, of equipment that I can't pronounce, yeah. Right. You know, see, it is rocket science. No, we're talking it about is. things that you normally don't have access to that they're testing this on, and they're just like, they got question marks left and right. I love when science puts, uh, it has properties unidentified, question mark. That tells me Yeah, a that lot. says it right there, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That tells me everything. So, yeah, so Larry will be on the show with us uh, again. Uh, Larry Seconder? Let's go for that one. Damn, I'm he'll, sticking to he'll, that. I'm he'll sure he'll correct soon. you if you... If you he pronounce will. it wrong, I'm sure he'll he'll correct. And I probably it. did, but he'll be on the show with us shortly. And uh, you know, I've actually been uh, looking forward to having him on the show uh, for the last couple of weeks. It, I mean, this is a really interesting story. It really, truly is. So, hopefully, everybody who's listening on a serious note, uh, stay up for this one. Pay attention to this show. Yeah, this gonna one's really this good, is going to be really some real interesting info. Yeah, I mean, uh, this uh, gentleman has a lot of good stuff. We put all the links, by the way, on our uh, Facebook page, which is Easy Access. Uh, anybody who wants to check that page out again is facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Uh, description there shows all the bio stuff, all his links, which shows his Facebook account, um, you know, his uh, website, which is ufoevidence.com, or I'm sorry, ufoevidence.conforums.com forward slash index. Period CGI, folks. Um, he's just going to so, cut and paste it onto yes. Facebook. Instead it's of already there. Spell it out. It's already yeah. there. So no more spelling. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, and uh, everything is in there. Uh, in fact, all the news we're going to cover in a few seconds here is all there. Every single thing is there. So please go there, like the page. Please like the page. And by the way, um, look, you know, we podcast immediately the show and I've had a lot of people Alan and this is funny because people bombard me with, uh, with questions all the time and mostly right. it's about like Bill and Nancy Burns 
Oh, really? Everybody just wants to talk about them? Everybody's like, Bill's so cool. Nancy's cool, too. But, man, Bill's so cool. How is it working with Bill? I'm like, you know, I do my own radio show. Everybody. <laughs> like they I'm pretty cool. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really am not. But uh, recently, I've been getting more uh, emails and stuff uh, dealing with, you know, what we do. And, um, it, you know, it's funny. It, people are starting to listen. And, look, guys, if you're listening and you like what you hear, we want you to participate. So please call in. Uh, you know, make yourself useful. Don't just listen in. Become part of Skywatchers Radio. This is what we're here for, to get your input. Because we deal with a lot of folks. We talk to a lot of people. And we interview a lot of people. And, you know, the whole point of having folks on is so you guys could have an avenue to talk to these people and so you could ask the questions that you always wanted to ask. Not just us. You know, we don't want to just hog the entire time that we're with them. You know, it's nice, but at some point we want to hear from you folks. So please call in if you guys want to ask anything, especially tonight. Like I said, we have a, a great guest. Uh, this is something that I'm pretty sure is going to get a lot of people excited. So if you're if you're up, if it's late, if you're tired, uh, drink some Mountain Dew, uh, get some sugar in your system, stay up for this one, get some coffee. I don't know. Do what you got to do. But don't miss this show tonight. Don't go to sleep. Stay up for it. Larry is going to be a really great guest. And, again, this is a, a, this is a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. I got to agree that this is going to, if this is what we all think and hope it is, this is, Game Changer is an understatement. The question is, is, if he's had it on for a while, why has it not been even more popular and more people talking about it? That's what I want to know. Why haven't more people talked about it exactly? That's an interesting uh, question. We definitely have to ask him that when when he gets on. Maybe they haven't. It's just been suppressed by the media. Maybe the men oh, in black well. have been reaching people that he knows. Hey, who knows? The story no. might get might get better. Uh, big shout-outs to our, a loyal listener who might be up listening. I know he was really tired, but he's been tweeting about the show, and I want to give him a big shout-out. Ken Lipson, who was a loyal listener to Skywatchers Radio. Uh, thanks for listening, buddy. If you're up awake at this time, you're a trooper. Thank you for the tweets. Those of you who it's past your bedtime, don't worry. Stay up. Stay tuned. Exactly. This is going to be a real good show. Now we're going to get to some UFO-related news. Creepy, I know. This is going to be some spooky stuff, everybody. So please, turn off the lights. Relax. The first one we're going to talk about has a video accompanying it. Or That's it, yeah. Anyway, a video with it. And um, it is on the page, again, on the Facebook page. If you scroll down... We're going to get right to this one because I know Alan wanted to talk about it. It's um, the mile-long UFO above Mars. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, Hang on one second. That was the first YouTube link, right? Right. Okay, let's bring that one back up. Now, I'm not suggesting you guys deviate from listening to the show and go to YouTube or anything like that. Oh, no, no, this is not the credit card one. No. Uh, No, no, it's the second link. Right. Yeah. This is is Um, the... Mile-long UFO above Mars. and th- Now, this video is trippy. And, I, again, the link is there. I'm going to post it also on uh, the chat room, by the way. If you guys want to check out our PSN chat room, psn-radio.com uh, forward slash uh, listen-chat-live or whatever. Just go there, and we'll paste the link on there. You can't find it on the Facebook page. Uh, but check out this uh, video. Uh, Alan, what do you think, man? That, like, this is uh, trippy. And you actually brought something uh, to my attention a little while ago when we were talking about this off-air. Uh, that dealt with something similar over on Saturn. Yes. Uh, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with it or not. But there are these 
uh, ring makers of Saturn, which are supposed to be massively large cylindrical objects that seem to fly through, around, and just keep um, the rings where they're supposed to be, I guess. And the video where it was on record looks damn near similar uh, to it. Uh, on top of that, what I also found interesting was um, thanks for the text, by the way, that you just sent me there, uh, Angel. Um, just right now. What I, yeah, thank you. Uh, what I also found rather interesting was is that besides what the Mars rover caught and the ringmaker of Saturn videos that are out there, it also looks like the same object that destroyed the Russian Phobos I was heading towards one of the moons of Mars before we lost contact. Now, if people don't know what he's talking about, I know his Skype is uh, crapping up a little bit there. You might want to close your browsers, uh, Alan. I'm trying to close some browsers there now. Yeah, check this out. Uh, what he's talking about, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the Phobos 1 and 2 mission uh, that was sent out years ago. This is, no, this is like more like two, dec- two, ca- two decades ago. It was like 80s, right? Phobos? Yeah. Yeah, Phobos uh, like late was- 80s. Anyway, uh, one of the satellites yeah, made yeah. it to Mars. It actually started circling the, uh, the 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 moon of one of the moons of Mars. The first one they sent out didn't make it. The second one made it. Uh, the second one, when it got there, it snapped a few pictures and it showed a what looked like a saucer or a UFO on the surface, making a reflection. And then it snapped another picture, which looked like an object in I guess the middle of space because it was all black and you just see a white line. That is very similar to what we're seeing on this video here. And now this is interesting because it, now, you know, it doesn't mean it's the same exact UFO. No, you know, it, it does. It could be a fleet exactly. of these We don't things. see any numbers or anything. But, yeah, you're right. We don't see any. And we don't, we don't know. But the similarity between three different incidents in three totally different parts of our lifespan, there is obviously some coincidence. Right. There there has to be. There has to be a correlation. There has to be a coincidence here. Now, a minute and 46 seconds into this video, there's, a, I guess, a close-up of what this object looks like. Um, did you get that far into the video? No, no, I haven't. Hang on. Let me bring it back up. Don't, uh, you want me don't, to don't, don't bring it back up. No, no. Because you're on your okay. Wi-Fi again, and it's it's, no. You know, it's not my Wi-Fi. It's the hotels. Yes. I'm not going to name the hotel that I'm in, so you guys can't. But um, it has a lodge in it and uh, and an E. That doesn't help. But anyway, it's a very economical place. Well, it sounds very economically bad. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's well, now I know. Wow, see, that's, yeah, but see, that's not good for radio, man. Uh, in fact, hold on, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break before we come back because we got to get this fixed. Uh, this is just like really, really, really irritating the heck out of me. So let's take a, a quick break and uh, we ba- we'll be back hopefully with clear sounding radio on Dark Matter Radio Network.
professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network.
All right, everybody, we're back on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. This is Skywatchers Radio, and sorry for the uh, technical issues there. Hopefully we got everything uh, fixed with Mr. Alan Weiler over here. See, this is the problem with doing live radio and uh, having your co-host have a, a uh, traveling gig. Well, I'm sorry, unless, you're, <laughs> unless all the people that are listening are going to donate to the uh, help him stay in one place foundation. That's never going to uh, happen. I have but, to travel. But you know what's amazing? The Wi-Fi started sounding really bad, right? But you're on, a, on right now on a hotspot, and it sounds great. Well, prob- what that probably means is that the other people in the hotel are watching Netflix or some YouTube or some U-blank or Red Tube. Porn. Or- yeah, basically, yeah. They're watching yeah. porn. Yeah, pretty much. They're watching porn, and I'm here talking about UFOs. Tough choice here, huh? Wow, yeah. I don't know what that says about us, Alan. That's a tough one. But anyway, back to this video we were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, look, when, in about a minute 45, I don't know why we were off the air if anybody decided to go to the website and start looking at the video, but a minute 45 in, you get a kind of a close-up shot to what you know they're seeing in the video. And um, it's pretty interesting. It looks like, I guess, the, it looks like a You remember the cigar-shaped UFOs a lot of people have been claiming to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's I pretty know. much what it looks like, and the back of it looks like there's thrusts coming out of it, with uh, I guess to propel it or whatever. It doesn't look like a saucer shaped at all UFO. So no, whatever no, no. this is, it's not saucer shaped, uh, but it definitely does not look like it's a natural rock in space just floating around. No, either, so. it's, it doesn't look like it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. No. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think so. Not at all. So uh, I can't call Bat Squatch on this one. Uh, this is very interesting stuff. I mean, of course, look, we can call Bat Squatch on any video, honestly, because any video can be, you know, doctored. Anything can be hoaxed. This could easily be hoaxed. I'm going on faith here. Yeah, but I'm talking like the Ringmakers Mars stuff what came out in the 70s. The Phobos thing was in the 80s. Now we have this. I'm sorry. I got a call, probably real deal. And especially yeah. after we have our gentleman we're talking to on the phone a little bit later on, uh, I think a lot of things are going to come into play and fall into place on this what, one. What's the matter, Alan? You, you don't want to pronounce his last name either? No, exactly. I don't want to pronounce his name. That's I, what, I don't that's what happened there. Now. That's what happened there. Anyway, moving on to the next story because that's uh, pretty much limited to that. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, again, it's on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. And next story here, uh, multicolored UFO formations over Austria. And this is coming right from artbell.com. So shout-outs to Keith Rowland, the overlord of the Dark Matter Radio Network. And, of course, Big Daddy himself, Art Bell, for posting this on artbell.com. And, Amen. Uh, multi- Multicolored UFOs in formation over Austria, it says here. And I'm going to read the article. It says, uh, uh, Austrian officials say they are baffled to explain a UFO sighting in which dozens of people reported seeing about 50 to 100 objects flying in formation. Okay, if you saw that many, why aren't there photographs Well, in today's day and age? You would figure, right? Photographs, video, everything. But the incident right. happened over, as is here... Uh, Hfield Basin near the city of uh, Nittlefield in uh, the su- southern Austrian state of uh, Styria, uh, where eyewitnesses uh, Jurgen Trieb, 41. Jurgen Trieb? Yeah, and his. Uh, hey, that wasn't me, guys. Again, Alan at Skywatchers. That's, that's exactly how you pronounce his name, Jurgen Trieb. Okay. And his girlfriend, and you want to try to pronounce this one? Waldkrud Kalib. Yeah, that's a good one. Kaliba, I believe, is a Kaliba. Yeah. Well, um, well they well, managed to, to actually snap 
uh, to take uh, this snap picture, you can see it on Art Bell's website. There's the picture on there. Uh, before the high-speed objects vanished. Uh, now it says here, uh, they, and I'm quoting, it says, uh, Waltrid said, At first we thought it might be some kind of a natural phenomenon, but when, then we realized that they were flying in formation and traveling around 400 miles per hour. Yeah, I want to know how they estimated that. And That was going to be a question top I of that, was that, I'm yeah. just going to say, is it possible there's something similar to the Marfa lights? Possible. You know, we all know about the Marfa lights, which is a natural occurring phenomenon. Natural formation, correct. Yeah. Um, necessarily, like, it was clear that it could not be dismissed as something natural. Yeah, clearly, right? Like, you know, clearly these guys are scientists. Yeah, uh, but this- by the way, in the next paragraph, it's saying that local media reported that images were taken, um, you know, by several people. And I'm not seeing any other photos here. No, so I'm just seeing that here. one image. So, not necessarily calling bat squats on this one. I need more information. Um, Austrian air traffic controllers said that they had uh, also been made aware of the incident and were looking into it, but declined to comment on this at this stage. But they confirmed that there was no indication that the photo or the reported sightings were a fake. So, we're not calling bad squats on it just yet. Uh, no. But uh, we're going to investigate this a little bit more. And again, this can be read over on artbell.com if you guys want to check out the website over there and read all the cool articles they post. Um, one more article before we uh, head to our guest. Actually, two more articles before we head to our guest. Um, let's get to uh, this here. Quantum yeah. Bounce. And I know you wanted to get to one also that you sent me, right? Yeah, I, I think we could skip the Quantum Bounce. This really isn't in the sky-watching UFO world. Well, I, it's I, in outer I, space, so it kind of... Yeah, but we could skip better to, you know, the exoplanet that they found in Kepler. Uh, I think that's a really good one. And uh, our own alien DNA um, discussion as well, too. Not to mention artifacts True. on the moon. We could discuss that. But you know one I really want to talk about, though, Alan? And Go uh, ahead. I want, I want to actually play an audio clip of this. This is uh, O'Reilly talking about NASA making it up. Okay. On predictions like of alien one. life. And he, he says it's kind of like global warming. You know, it's all one big made-up joke. This is from Bill O'Reilly himself. And okay. the reason that this is an interesting um, audio also is because uh, Dennis Miller is on the air with him. And Den- I love Dennis Miller. He just rips you know, everybody apart when he gets a chance. And okay. does it, he never disappoints. And he doesn't disappoint on this audio. You know, also, why so. can't we get Jon Stewart or or Stephen Colbert, um, you know, or even John Oliver to interview people in our community? I think it would be real interesting going toe-to-toe with those guys. Stephen Colbert, uh, that might turn into like a, a parody of an interview. I, like you know, he, That's what he does, man. He's a parody. Even though he is going to be taking over... Um, no, 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 like, no. no. It only show. becomes a parody when he goes out to do the interview. You get into the studio, he can't turn it into a parody by editing it any which way he wants. True. Got but a he, point there, huh? Yeah. It's true, but he, Stephen, still Stephen Colbert, man. I, I, nobody's gonna take it serious. All right. Anyway, no. so which article do we want to go for? Uh, well, this uh, I'm gonna play that audio after we read the next article. Let's uh, okay. read one more go article here, and the, and this is the uh, was lost credit card found on Mars, and I really want you guys to check this out. Uh, this is from uh, UFOdigest.com. There's a video accompanying this, and you can check out the video right there. Uh, again, this is uh, UFOdigest.com, but you can find it on our Skywatchers page. The video shows, Alan, if you look at this thing, it shows a couple different objects. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. 
found on Mars. Uh, one of them looks like a little wheel with like it looks like some kind of a mechanical device, and then there's one that kind of looks like a credit card. Well, it looks like something that's flat so, and edged. Right. I don't yeah, know. If, well, yeah. I don't see a Mastercard or Visa logo on it, and no. it sure ain't an American Express black. It definitely maybe, isn't. Maybe is the uh, Mars diamond. I don't know, but what I can say is is the place uh, the way it's positioned in the rock um that's not a natural formation i'm sorry no, that looks not. engineered and manufactured i'm sorry if it's real that's the thing remember if it's authentic now this is something also that i want everybody to look at uh the image appears to show some kind of a rotor or impeller device within a circular housing uh the housing also features a rectangular extension and if you look closely enough at how this extension has been designed to flow into the housing where they both join together uh, to form a keyhole type of shape it definitely looks like it's been engineered and manufactured not something natural that grows on rocks so yeah, this is yeah, it's if, too symmetrical. I mean, it, it it's got a real circumference. Uh, it does. Now, it, if it, look, if we can verify this as authentic, the photo that is coming from the Mars rover, right? Well, I think it's one of these ones that slipped through the crack of the uh, airbrush team at NASA. Personally. And might have. Uh, now, the object is, of course, obviously corroded, as you would expect. Uh, it looks like it's right. been buried for many years, as you would expect on a planet that might be dead, but it harbored life maybe millions of years ago or billions of years ago, as some would think. Uh, but anyway, check out the the article. It's on UFODigest.com, also on our Facebook page. And check out the video. Very interesting video. Not going to call Bat Squatch at all to that video. Not calling Yeah, it. I can't. I, I can't call it. No. Now, this is the O'Reilly audio piece, and it's uh, only like a minute long. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with our guest on the other side of the break. And, uh, again, this is from O'Reilly versus Dennis Miller. And, again, Dennis Miller, man, Dennis Miller is just hysterical. Always is. I mean, he. it's funny because, like, of all, like, the pundits and all the political dudes, isn't he, like, just one of, like, the the most on-point ones? Especially, I, I think it's probably because he's a comedian and he's just like you know people don't take him serious anyway so he just thinks he can get away with everything and he just says whatever's on his mind and normally what's on his mind it's pretty on point i agree with a lot of like his political points and stuff so uh this is pretty funny again bill o'reilly you know doesn't know ever what he's talking about so here we go you you have some experience uh in uh outer space i I understand in your younger days but we won't get into that i I pay taxes in it here we call it california now (laughs) right nasa predicts that 100 million worlds 100 million separate worlds exist in the milky way galaxy and they may host alien life, and within two decades, we're going to know about that, Miller. You buying it, or is it like global warming? Is it kind of they're making it up? Well, I do know this. If there are any aliens hidden here, they're going to get into this country illegally. We'll have actual <laughs> illegal aliens at that point. You know, it's funny, Billy, is when you were setting it up before the commercial, you said the NSA says there are people. That'll be who finds out about aliens NSA. first. Not NASA. The NSA will be the tapping their phones. Right. Did you know Scriblon 7 is sleeping with Calamar 18? <laughs> Um, but that, you know, a lot of people are into this, you know, other alien lives and they're going to come down and, you know, maybe they could, maybe yeah. the aliens up there in the Milky Way could secure our southern border. They might have the solution there. 
Yeah, well, listen, you ever want to lull yourself to street, start reading alien tweets, because they're bigger morons than us out there. Listen, anybody who travels across the eons and has mastered time-space travel and gets to this planet, and the first thing they feel they have to do is get a scope up somebody's took us to see what makes us tick, is a moron. Listen, there's nothing up there. You manage space travel. You can stay out of my butt. <laughs> All right, I believe you. We live in an infinite, multi-dimensional universe of pure consciousness and pure energy. However, we can find infinite awareness to finite labels of experience in the physical world of what we can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you can catch my show Saturdays at 12 midnight on the Dark Matter Radio Network and thesecretteachings.info. We will explore this reality without a rigid socio-political, religious, or scientific belief system. Namaste. This is Mark Johnson. Join me and my co-hosts, Lauren DePinto and Bruce Pearson, for our new expanded edition of Unknown Origins Radio, as each week we talk to the biggest names and newsmakers in the world of the paranormal. Fun, informative, and sometimes controversial, Unknown Origins Radio brings you the topics that you want to know about. So join us in our new time slot every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. everybody welcome back to the dark matter radio network and psn radio's sky watchers radio again this is angel and alan and our guest of the evening and his name is larry and your last name how do you pronounce it sir because i know i butchered Seekander. Seekander. i was so far away from that <laughs> and just the way it, way it looks Seekander. this is why we, this is why we always tell angel don't quit his day job <laughs> no, that's why this is my night job, folks. Uh, Larry, it's a pleasure to have you on Skywatchers Radio, man. This is a few weeks in the making. Uh, I know we've had to kind of move around a little bit and uh, and make uh, you know a perfect date to have you on. But love uh, you know the stuff you send me. The links have been very very interesting stuff. Uh, like me and Alan were like you know talking about before the show. Uh, this could be a game changer, man. Like if if this could be verified to be legit. Uh, on you know an extraterrestrial artifact, uh, this could change the entire platform of everything. Now, 
for the listeners listening in who don't know the backstory to this thing, because we don't like to tell the backstory, because then what's the use of having the guest on, right? So we right. were very vague early on. We say, hey, he's got good stuff. Now, when you listen, you know, I want them to listen to you and tell your story. Tell us the backstory of how you came to the possession of this artifact, and what exactly is the artifact as we know it right now? Okay. In 1996, I retired, or semi-retired, moved down to Missouri, and near Branson on Table Rock Lake, and I met a guy by the name of Bob White. Uh, he's wanting to buy a boat from me. I was in the boat business, and I had a used boat, and he's wanting to buy a boat, and I was wanting to sell one, and he wanted to trade. We was doing a little hustling around, and he never bought the boat, and used my boat forever, and we become great friends. I had seen his show on History Channel with Stan Freeman over the Roswell deal that he had broken. Okay. And I was really impressed about that show, you know, and I really didn't think a lot about UFOs, aliens, or anything else, you know. My big, big concern is how big was the catfish out of the lake that I was going to catch. <laughs> and uh, that was what I was worried about. So you were never into the subject, just to clear that up, you are never really into UFOs, ufology, aliens, that wasn't like your thing? No, no, not my thing, you know. I'm a, okay. I'm a pretty basic redneck son of a gun and running around and what you see is what you get. You know, if I say say something, that's pretty much what I think. And I never really thought about aliens or UFOs or any of that kind of stuff. And like I said, uh, I'd seen the show on History Channel with, with Friedman. So the next morning, me and Bob always ate breakfast together in the morning and down at the restaurant. And I'm sitting there, hey, Bob, I said, boy, you should have seen this show I seen last night with aliens and uh, bodies and spacecraft and all kinds of stuff. He's sitting there stuffing his face full of food. He said, hell, that ain't nothing. I got a piece of one over at the house. I'm saying, yeah, Bob Wright, you got right. a piece of a UFO <laughs> at your house. He says, yeah, I got it in the closet. Well, hell, well, that's where <laughs> Doesn't everybody in the South? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's where I keep my piece of UFOs in the closet. Yeah, I got an alien so head in my closet. Deal, like, you know, this sounds like a great, great deal to me. So anyway... After breakfast, I said, man, I don't want to see this. You know, I, I know this, you're yanking my chain. So I go over to the house. He goes there in the back bedroom, comes out, carrying a gun case. I said, okay, well, he has gone over to the edge now. He's going to shoot me. Anyway, he opens this thing up. <laughs> There's horror movies that start this way, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the horror movie saying. starts like this. It's quiet, you know, in a real, real quiet, white-haired guy with a beard. Yeah, I'm Such hearing the, the Jaws theme in the background, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you hear the Jaws theme, right. <laughs> He pulls this gun case out, unzips it, and he pulls out this object. And it uh, it looks like to me like a teardrop or a pine cone. Okay. Only it was metal, and I knew because of my background in mechanics and, and metallurgy and stuff over the last 40, 50 years, uh, doing mechanical master mechanic, you know, and I, I cast, I'd done high-performance work on engines, I knew this was an alloy aluminum of some sort as soon as I saw it. But the layering on the outside is what I couldn't figure out. Okay, now i got to ask a question based on the photo that I'm looking at on Facebook, and I'm sorry to interrupt. But does this look like it's an actual device or part of something larger? Or is it something that broke off of the outside of the ship? I mean, I'm looking at it, and I can't figure out what it is. I mean, for all the way it's looking, hell, for all I know, that might be the tip of their version of a nuclear warhead. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to understand. Uh, based on your skill set and your engineer background, what 
function did it serve when it was attached to something larger? I guess that's the best question. Number one, we have no idea how big it started out at. Okay. Because it came back from the atm- back into the atmosphere, and it was under it was under power or it was being forced eject. It was ejected from some some kind of uh, machine or something. There was intelligence behind the manufacture of this object. We know right. it was manufactured outside of Earth's atmosphere because of the testing we've done on it. Were you able to X-ray through it or at least see through the entire object? We haven't is X-rayed it yet. Okay, I'm, I'm just wondering, is it a solid object of the same material or is there something else inside it? Well, we don't know. I don't know that answer. We yeah, know yeah, the you end, haven't cut the through it or anything. Cut, the, the flat end was cut off at Los Alamos. Now, that's a solid okay. aluminum or it's a solid inside. Oh, okay, and, so it's a and, solid piece. Uh, yeah, you got to remember that this object, if you're looking at the picture on the website now, mm-hmm. it's got flat ends, the top and the bottom are flat. Right. And people mistake that as, well, that's coming from a table underneath a grinding wheel or something like that has caused that. Right. The end was rounded, the tip, or the end, and the other end was pointed. Right. And this was a, a long, this was, object was about 11 and a half inches long. So, um, anyway. Wow. Uh, the, the the flat spots on on the object now are from testing that has been done in Los Alamos and other laboratories around the country. Okay. Uh, Los Alamos test itself called the object unknown object of unknown origin nineteen times in their test. Okay, I got to ask the next question then. How many? How much of the object is not on the periodic table of elements? Everything so far that uh, we can find that's been identified and can be found on the periodic table. Except oh, okay. for one test, Except for one test that NIDS did, uh, the first test that they, they performed back in, oh, I think it was 90, 96 or 97. All this stuff's running together now after 18 years. But right. um, that, that test showed 22 elements identified in, under their testing on a basic elemental test. Right. But you add the numbers up on what was found by them, there's a percentage missing. So either they missed something, their calculations are wrong, or there's an unidentified element. Okay, so there object. is so there is an unidentified element that's not on the periodic table. Right. We, well, according to that test, but see, we've had 12 or 12, 14 different laboratory tests. And they're all saying they found and they're saying they found everything that's part of the actual object. Well, we've got up to 33 elements now since then. Okay. You know, uh, like I said, the first basic elemental, uh, we never got a full list from Los Alamos, so we don't know what they uh, what they found, but we know that they kept a piece and sold a piece of it. Okay. Is there is there a percentage that's still missing that you're trying to figure out what is the other, what else is it made out of? I well, guess that's the question. I, Again, like I said, we've had testing done everywhere, and none of the tests are exact on their on their findings. Every one of them is a little bit different. Okay. Why do you think and that every, is? You know, every, every lab there's there's not a consistent test that has ever shown. That's bizarre. Exactly the same thing from various various machines. Now I've got some testing that's going to be coming up here in uh, Carolina. I can never get down there with enough money to make the test, make the trip. Uh, that we're going to 
do some basic elementals and X-ray diffraction tests again on on the object. Now, the X-ray diffraction test we did in 2009 showed an amorphous peak, which is a polycrystalline uh, element. It's very, very hard. It's not found in anything made in our aluminum manufacturing process. Okay. okay. It, 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 it ain't there, brother. You can't make it, and I'd like somebody to show me one. In okay. fact, I've said from day one, all you have to do is debunk this case, make me one of these. Looks like. That's all you got to do. Just make me one that looks like Bob White object. That's all you got to do. You know what? Ain't nobody showed me one yet made out of aluminum. Now, when <laughs> when some of these scientists uh, saw this thing, I mean, what, what was their reaction when they saw the elements that... Uh, have you ever seen a thing? deer sitting on the side of the road looking at the headlights? <laughs> That's what you see. He said, okay, so does that mean you ran them over? <laughs> yeah, Metaphorically of, speaking, I think he did. Yeah, a couple of them I'd like to, believe me. But, oh, geez, you know, this, is, I, I, this is interesting. We've been on a Tijuana two-step UFO dance on this thing since 1996. Uh-huh. And we've been ignored by the UFO community. We've been ignored by mainstream scientists. Uh, there's only been a couple of people that's really, really, really gotten on board with our testing. They're okay. trying to figure out how to sit there that they can profit. You know, I'll be right. I'm straight out and say it. 98.7% of anything in the UFO community is BS. Right. It's crap. Yeah. It's true. You know, and I'm sitting there showing you something that's real. You can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. Test. What do you think? What do you think the UFO community has not embraced the story a little bit more? I mean, just because they they want to make profit and they don't see profit, or uh, I mean, of course, if it's a legit story, I mean, that you would figure they want to do some documentaries and write books. And I know yeah. you got a book, right? Well, yeah, you would I've think, and you would hope, but doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. Well, you would figure they yeah. would, but you well, got I a book, can, right, Larry? I can count on I can count on one hand of people's help. Us. John Greenwald Jr. was the first person that really got on board with us. Back in 2000, I met John on the internet when he was still a snot-nosed kid, still in high school, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he was he, he actually wrote us into his book on his first book that he wrote on why he started the Black Bolt. And the case that Bob had that we had at the museum was a very credible case, and the reason why he had started the Black Bolt it was for people like us to do investigations. And from his research, right. he come up with a uh, file from the United States Army and uh, was released in 2000 under the Freedom of Information Act. And uh, that particular file is numbered 202085. It was on the Army Intelligence Corps, or Counterintelligence Corps. And in that file... There is a picture of an object recovered in Denmark in 1947, prior to Roswell. That looks exactly, exactly like Bob's object, which was recovered in 1985 in Colorado. And uh, now, do, do you I, think this? Uh, hold on, do you think this object or this thing, uh, the material that you have, do you think this came from a crashed object? Or, I mean, how do you? How did Bob get his hands on this thing? Do you know? Okay, Bob had the encounter in Colorado a mile from the Utah State Line over Route 6. They saw a bright light on the ground in the high desert at night. They coasted up on the object with the engine off in their car, and he climbed out of the car, and he's looking at this thing. And the gal he was with turned the headlights on. As soon as this happened, 
Bob described it in the blink of an eye, this three-story light disappeared and took straight off up into the sky, connected with another neon tubular lights. We call them neon tubular lights. There was a flash. Okay. That object or light disappeared, and then the light that had shot up started coming back towards him. So it's all, all this scenario all starts on the ground and ends back at the same place. Now, this object that came back cut a groove in the ground, hit on the side of the hillside. He followed, his, followed the groove down into the ground, found the object was still glowing, went back to the car, got a brown cotton glove, went back, kicked it a couple of times. He told me, he said, well, no little green guys jumped out of it, so I picked it up with the glove. And uh, they put it back in the uh, put it back the truck car, and they took off. Now, Bob kept that hidden uh, for 10 years because he was in show business, uh, movies, music, had three albums out at the time. Wow. Uh, he was right on the verge of major, major uh, entertainment hits. It just never quite got over that top edge. You know, back in the day, there was a lot of payola and stuff. You had to pay the DJs to play your music, you know, to get it get it out and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but he was a hell of a hell of a guitar player, singer. He was in several movies. He was in uh, Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Did Butterfly with P.S. Adore. Uh, is he still around now, or is he passed already? Oh, he passed in two thousand nine. Passed. Oh, okay. And I believe he was killed. Hmm. Why, what was the uh, what was I was going to say? What was the uh, surrounding uh, death? Well, he, he had a little. Uh, his vehicle of choice was around here was a little tracker, a little ninety-five tracker. Okay. And I've got the car here at the house right now. And um, the car was run into a ditch, or went into a ditch, and he was thrown out of it. Now the damage on the car did not match. It just being driven into a ditch on the passenger side because the rear spare tire rack is shoved in at the back and just about mid-high where a bumper would be on a large vehicle, it's shoved in on the side of the passenger or on the driver's side. I think he was run off the road. I can't prove it, but I got his vehicle. And uh, we had just done the uh, UFO Hunters show about two weeks before that. Okay, and wow. uh, all of a sudden, boom, he's dead. I wish Bill Burns was uh, was awake right now, and we could have him on. I, yeah, I, Bill, I produce, Bill, uh, was, Bill, Bill was one of the interviews. Yeah, and I, I produced a show for, uh, for Bill, and I'd love to uh, to get his input on uh, on everything and have him on the air right now. But uh, definitely, I'm going to bring this up on Feature Theater next week. We, we you definitely should be on Feature Theater with uh, Bill and Nancy and and um, discuss this. Uh, now. When Bob passed away, I mean, did anybody at all come forward and collaborate his story or anything? Has anybody come forward and collaborated anything that he uh, told you about this object? No, I've been involved with it ever since it started, since 1996. Okay, okay. okay. You know, I know know everything there is to know about what we've done, what he did, the story. Uh, My book is basically a continuation of his book that he wrote in 2003. Gotcha. And, And... one of the things, Bob didn't die right away. He, he hung in there for another uh-huh. one of the toughest old guys I ever knew was Bob White. I guarantee you that he was a tough old bird, and he <laughs> didn't—he was not ready to go. 
American made, he, baby. They you don't know, make I mean, you know, he'd been through five heart attacks. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, and survived them all. And I picked him up from Barnes Hospital in St. Louis about three weeks before all this happened. Uh, after he'd been down there, to had, what, the Widowmaker plug, you know, the main artery out of the heart. He'd yep. taken him down and done a stint on that to open him back up again. And he was in great shape. The following day after I picked him up from the hospital, he's dead, or in the hospital again from a car accident. Wow. And it wasn't related to any of the, the operations or, or medical condition that he had. He just, nobody was witness to the accident. You're going uphill on a tractor, you're not exactly going to be making a blazing uh, trail down the highway. You know, no. about no. a tractor, <laughs> four cylinders, of, no. you know, they're not exactly a uh, race machine. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, uh, did, uh-uh. did he express you know, to you any fear? Uh, I mean, the last few days, especially of his life, did he express any fear to you or any of his family members? So you know, no, fears no. for his life that somebody might be trying to kill him. No, no, he never. He he wasn't worried about that. You know, he was seventy nine years old at that time. Well, he yeah, through it, seen it all. <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't too scared. He he was a boxer in the navy. He was an undefeated boxer, little guy. And this guy's he's a little guy too. He was like Walter Wade at the time. But he was quick. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Bob, Bob White is a character. There's no doubt about it. And if you watch or listen to his interviews, you can tell it. And you can tell he's no nonsense about what he's talking about. And, and that's the, see, when Bob first told me this story, I, you know, I'm sitting there saying, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you know this is this is BS. You know, what are you trying to do? You're yanking my chain, man. You know this 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 is not right. And then he shows me this thing. And then from there, I'm sitting there. Okay, I see it now. What is it? And how was it made? That's what I'm thinking. You right. know, and I know from my my background, my experience. I'm looking at this. Hey, how the hell did they make this? I mean, at first, I'm sure you looked at this thing, and you're like, it's just a piece of metal, Bob. What, you know, like, really? Like, no, I no, mean, that's, not, no. that's not what I thought. Because Cause that would be the first thing I would think of somebody's trying to, like, I'd be like, he's trying to pull one over on me. It's just a well, piece of metal. It's, it's, the, it's the outside layering of this object that's that really, makes, uh, it, makes yeah. it totally unique in aluminum. Hmm. You cannot, you will never, if, if, you ever, if you know anything about aluminum metallurgy at all, when aluminum melts... In a molten condition, when it solidifies back, it's always rounded. You will never see a chad or a layer with spaces in between the layers on an aluminum, no matter what you do with it. You can't do it in an oxygen environment. Right. Now, you might be able to do it in an inert gas like argon or something like that, but hmm. in, in an oxygen environment, it's impossible. It can't be done. And that's why nobody's ever showed me another one of these, because they can't make one. They can't hoax it. They can't BS it. So they ignore it. You know, if, if if you ignore somebody, they'll go away. Well, sorry, buddy, I ain't going away. I'm still here. Bob didn't go away. He hung in there for the whole thing. We ain't going anywhere. Larry, I think the, the, the thing here is really getting, you know, more scientists behind this thing that are credible and are looking into it in a scientific manner and are willing to stake their reputation on the record. I think that's the thing. You have to have somebody who is willing to put their reputation out there. Um, have you found that one person who says, I mean, have you even had that conversation with any scientist who has said, look, I'll put my reputation on the record if we can prove... We have, scientists on, we have scientists on record right now, mainstream scientists. 
Nassau. Yeah, but I'm talking about going on TV and talking about this because I mean we haven't seen this on any mainstream TV shows, and this is where this belongs, really. Well, yeah. Uh, first thing they're going to sit there and say is they're going to try and debunk the case. Well, you know, apparently, I, with I, the way you're telling me it's been reviewed and researched, the actual yeah. item itself, they can't debunk it. Yeah. Well, you know, the first thing they you get these armchair researchers, these guys on the internet, and and Skeptic Magazine. And I skip. I got to bring this up. Skeptic Skeptic Magazine did tried to do a debunk on this case. They had solved the Bob White case, and some idiot by the name of Eon Harrison out in Washington somewhere worked in a metal factory. He says I've got hundreds of these things around in my front yard. I use them for decorations. <laughs> what he had, he's, I've got hundreds of them. What he's got is iron or steel. And I've got a couple of them myself just to show the difference between aluminum and iron or steel. Can you and actually steel, make a mold can, of this? You can't make a mold of it. There's no way. can't be done. Now, it's possible now, maybe, with this new uh, uh, printer technology, if they've got 3D printer technology. Mm-hmm you might be able to get something to look close to it. But to freeform, this was freeformed. This was, it's not a mold. It's, it's not a mold. It was ejected. It was in a molten condition in a vacuum environment, extremely high pressure, and it was ejected into a vacuum environment outside of Earth's atmosphere. Interesting. Very that's, interesting. that's the facts to the case. Now, is it alien? I know. I don't know. Well, but is do, do you think this is? A, yeah. Do Do you think this is part of the ship that fell off? They just dropped this uh, object. I mean, what? I mean, what part of the ship do you think this came from? I if, think, if it is I, from personally, I think it's either a location device of some sort because it's sending out a signal, oh, okay. a readable signal, in two different frequencies. You can read it with an EMF, standard EMF meter. Or well, a little bit not standard, but an EMF. Now, is it actually giving off a signal, or is it? Can it be some type of harmonic resonance? Hmm, I don't know. As far as it's an EMF signal, electromagnetic signal, that tells me that it's 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 alive. It's 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 Yeah, it's alive. Yeah. Now, aren't you a little scared about that, Larry? I mean, I mean, if this thing is giving out a signal, aren't you scared? If it's that giving off a are... signal, there's got to be some power source <laughs> in it. Unless it's well, that, self-generating. Well, if, if somebody comes it's here with my night vision cameras, will pick them up as they knock on the door. Yeah, but I'm more afraid of like the guys that come in in UFOs and uh, they don't knock; they just abduct you. You don't even know it. Like you know, well, do, are you afraid of anything like that might happen? Because going to be a hell of a gunfight go on before it's all over with. Oh, I don't know, Larry. <laughs> if uh, if you listen to some of the alien abductions, you ain't going to have time to get your gun, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Help. You know, I, I I take that with a grain of salt. I know some people that are very credible that have told told me stories about stuff, and I have no reason to doubt what they're saying. I have had I haven't had any problems. I have seen something that I taped well back in 2003 of a light in New Mexico that I can't explain. But that's the only real real thing I've ever had happen to me. So and you've never uh, had. You, so you've never had any uh, peeping aliens through your window no, or anything no. like that? Yeah. No, I haven't had any Romac problems. <laughs> uh, nobody's knocked on the door. Uh, 
I've left messages several times. It's such very ET for me. I've got your parts. <laughs> but, but, no, but nobody's contacted me yet. <laughs> uh, E.T., man, he he's going to be mad when he figures out that he's missing that. Uh, that yeah, you part. know, that's probably a spare tire or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you what it is. I can tell you what I think it was, which I think is either a location device or some kind of propul- part of the propulsion system of the object or the light. Hmm. If a fuel part, cell, possibly. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's part of a propulsion system, um, why is it giving me <clears> off a radio signal? Well, that and, and how did it fall off the ship? I mean, that's... Uh, well, they, they hit a pothole. Here it is. They hit a pothole. <laughs> yeah, they hit a pothole in space. It's called a black hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy that one. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they had a rough spot. Oh, okay, fine. Mark and ricocheted off Uranus. No, 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 no. How about this one? They hit a light speed bump. Yeah, well, that's pretty good too. Ah, there you go. You know, uh, uh, it could well, be something else. Maybe, I, I, maybe I, hold I, on. Maybe there. Were, maybe it could be like a drone or something, or a piece of a drone. You think? Well, other people have have told that uh, Tim Edwards, okay, and Robert St. John. Tim Edwards shot the video out in Colorado, Salida, uh huh, of the uh, cigar shaped craft. Now we broke okay, that. Yeah. We broke that video down with Tim's permission. And once we broke it down, it shows two neon lights stacked on top of one another, only in the daytime. You can actually see the space in between the two lights. Now, Robert St. John's was a DJ out in Colorado, 300 miles away. He saw the same thing, only he's seen it eject object into the side of the mountain. Now, he testified to that on radio, and we have it on our, in our DVD also that uh, we did back in 2003-2004. Interviews with both Tim Edwards and, and Robert St. John. <clears throat> now, when you sit there and t- put all the you, you put all the circumstantial evidence together, this is not the first rodeo. There's been more than one incident. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, Benny Foggins in Ohio was just on, uh, he's a friend of mine, and he recovered a piece of metal in his driveway after they had a little gunfight in the OK Corral in his backyard. His son shot a UFO in the backyard. A piece was shot off of it. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. And uh, they've had that piece of metal to uh, Phyllis Budinger, I believe it was her last name, if I'm pronouncing it right. She's a UFO scientist. They did testing on that. And the strontium reading does not match anything on Earth. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's an out-of-world experience as far as strontium huh. in that object. The uh, strontium in the Bob White object matches two, it falls between two mar- known Martian meteorites. Interesting. And it's reading. Now, uh, the Nick, uh, Nick Pope, who... Um, as you know, the big deal in, in England with the Randall. Yeah, we know who oh, Nick yes. Pope is. Oh, yeah. Nick, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Nick was at the UFO conference in Eureka Springs. I talked to Nick, and Benny mm-hmm. was down there with me at my table this year. And Nick Ryder was uh, in collaboration with me and Benny Falls. And Nick passed away here just a while back, too. He had a, some samples from Rendlesham. Now, we now have those samples, too, Danny myself. I didn't know there were samples from Rendlesham. Yeah, I say a lot of people don't know that. There was samples. 
How'd they break it off if it was, if it was supposed it was, to be it one was solid object? Ground. It was ejected. The colonel said that. I can't think of the colonel's name, but the colonel has said that more hmm. than once. But okay. there was metal samples recovered from that incident, and we have them, some of them. Now, all three of these samples, Bob, Bob, Bob White's object, Benny Fogg's object, and the Randleson Forest recovered material, all are sending out EMF signals. All were recovered from uh, in-person in type uh, encounter of the third kind, or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, in three different locations, thousands of miles apart. Wow. Now you start putting that picture together. Yeah. Bob's, Bob's thing happened in 1985 in Colorado. Benny Foggins happened uh, about four years ago in Ohio. And the Rendlesham was, what, 19... I can't remember the date on the Rendlesham stuff. That was a while back. Rendlesham was, was in the was 80s, the early 80s. Yeah. Okay, early 80s. So you got you got all these... you got three three sightings, three different locations around the world, aluminum, all the elements are very close. The Bob White elements, the Benny Pogger's elements, and the Rendlesham Forest elements. Mm-hmm. So you got multiple cases with the same metal, right? Basically the same metal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist; don't claim to be. Don't have a scientific degree, but I do have common sense. And if that happened, and the metal's the same, and you can't find a match to it on the planet, then you, do duh, the you know why? Why aren't you looking at this, dummies? I wonder if this has, you know, any uh, connection or any correlation at all to uh, the debris at Roswell. Um, as you know, uh, Jesse Marcel Jr. held the debris that Jesse Marcel Sr. picked up. And uh, now the striking difference is from what I'm taking here, Larry, you could actually break this material and cut pieces or shoot pieces off or whatever. That material, you couldn't really do that. If you try to break no. it, it will come right back together. The, the, um, the chads on the outside, well, you, can, you can break a couple of them off, and we have. Okay. And there have been some pieces that, that have broken off over the years from being handled and this, that, and the other with the right. object. But as far as oxidation, most aluminum will oxidize the outside of it as it ages. Right. This hasn't oxidized. It's still just as shiny today as the day Bob picked it up in 1985. Now, Bob didn't say he saw any beings, so I didn't catch that if he said it, but he didn't see any beings. So he just saw the ship, right? He just saw it. Well, he actually didn't see a ship. He saw it. He described it as a bright light. A light. Right, a bright light. You know, an unidentified flying light, I guess, would be the correct terminology. But right. it, there, it was no noise involved. He felt no heat. Yet we have soil samples collected from the site that show crystalline uh, sand fused together from intense heat. I have a scientist in Connecticut doing soil sample tests right now. Hmm. He's been running right now for over a year. The soil sample tests show that multiple occurrences of neutron bombardment have happened in this area okay. over the years. There's not just one, but there's been multiple occurrences of something happening right there at this spot. <clears throat> um, there is decayed radioactivity being uh, the decay rate of the material that I sent him from what we recovered, and this was the three different samples, 2003, 2006, and 2009, showed the same breakdown 
as the Fushihimi nuclear reactor meltdown. Only not as near as rich, naturally. So could this be the byproduct? Which uh, reactor? Which reactor the did you the, say? The tsunami in Japan. Oh, Fukushima. Yeah. So could this, do you think this could be a, by a byproduct of something like that, some kind of nuclear waste or disaster or something like that? Well, we did bubble chamber tests on this. Okay. I, I did bubble chamber tests. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with what a bubble chamber is. No That's idea. They, okay, bubble chamber is a test tube, basically, with a, with a very uh, gelatin-like uh, substance in it that reacts to radioactivity. Right? It's okay. idiot-proof. This, this, this is what we use that the government uses on our borders. That's okay. why it's idiot-proof, because most of the people working on the government are idiots. minimum wage yeah. idiots. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but how close do you have to be to something radioactive for it to react? Uh, it depends on the on the amount, how high the level is. Now, I put three bubble chambers against the base of this object in 2003. I was doing some testing. I was going out to the... Well, if oh, this was yeah. in 2003, this obviously has nothing to do with Fukushima. No, it, right? you know, it's, it has nothing to do. This this uh, this test, what, I'm trying to explain how, when a neutron hits this elastic polymer in this uh, bubble chamber, a bubble appears. Now, the amount of radiation is consistent with the amount of bubbles that show up in the, in the testing. If you look at my pine rest... Uh, Link I sent you. It shows pictures of those bubble chambers in front of the object. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Can you, did you pull them up? Yeah, I'm pulling them up right now. And by the way, anybody who wants to follow along with what Larry's talking about here, once again, all this stuff is posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Uh, Larry, real quick, also tell the audience where they can uh, follow along. I know that you have this on Pinecrest as well, right? Some of these images. Well, yeah, uh, my main my main site that I, I really run with now all the time is uh, Museum of Unexplained Aerial Anomalies Research Group on Facebook. Uh, we started out as UFO evidence, UFO hard evidence, right? And uh, which that's it actually is a business name, as far as Missouri goes, UFO hard evidence LLC. But uh, as far as for information, it's going out all the time. Facebook is probably the best, best definitely. Either Larry Sikander at Facebook, these even unexplained aerial anomalies research group on Facebook. Or a UFO hunter, UFO uh, hunters on Facebook. I'm and sure Bill will want some residuals on uh, whatever you make. Yeah, I think he might have something <laughs> to say about that one. <laughs> you but, might want to talk to Mr. Burns after that. After uh, we hang up tonight, Larry, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, what can I say? He's a good guy. <laughs> he won't be too mad, I don't think. Uh, no, look, I'm looking at the, uh, the object here now. The object uh, on, uh, of course, on uh, UFO heart evidence. Uh, the main picture on the top there that you have as your background, that's the, uh, the main object. It's a huge chunk of something. And then there's, of course, the slice uh, piece on the bottom there. Right. Uh, this is a very weird-looking object. There, I mean, I can't think of what part of, of a craft this could be. Maybe this is some kind of exotic fuel um, that melts into some kind of a... Could it be a torpedo? Like an, how about could this? Be? How, how about this one? A... Uh, Magnetic railguns, uh, missile or torpedo. 
Well, that's be a pretty good guess, maybe. And but, the signal uh, it's giving off is its tracking beacon. Ah, interesting. Yeah. But see, we're talking about 1985 technology, not 2014 technology. Come rail on, we've had rail... Gun. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The government's had railgun yeah. technology way back then, and we all know oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, they may have had technology, but they, yeah. it wasn't being used. Well, Larry, come on. You know the, you know the old saying, the government's always a lot more advanced than they let on, and maybe 100 to oh, 200 absolutely. more years. So I'm pretty sure they years. had... Well, that's what they tell years. us. But I, I, I'd even go as far as, say, 80 to 100 years more advanced. 30 years when it comes to accounting and debt, but technology, right. <laughs> 300 years. Perhaps, well, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. We'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this much. Uh, from some of my encounters with some folks in the past, uh, I can tell you that uh, there is definitely advancements that they're making that is beyond our imagination. Uh, oh, I have no, I, that I do not doubt. Stuff that, Larry, if, if you see it, it looks like magic, man. It really does. It just looks like it's magic being performed in front of you, and it really is, is a technology that we just have no idea. Which, again, right. look, any advanced technology that comes from space, and I think Larry will agree with me on this, any technology that comes from space that we just can't understand is going to look like magic to us. Or some now, form what, of or, or some form of magic, uh, like whatever this thing does. We, I mean, this could be a torpedo, a missile, part of a of fuel for um, for all we know. This could be a byproduct of their waste. If this is from an alien ship, who the heck knows what this is? Uh, well, the point it's is, alien poop. It could yeah, be. Well, you know, it's been called that too. We've a couple of news stories. You know, the alien, it the could alien be. artifact, alien poop. Uh, let's see. Well, with ET. Entertainment Night did a piece on us back in 2000. Uh, I called it the Alien Rock, and uh, of course, we, we've uh, the UFO hunters. We did UFO hunters, and UFO files, both, and then we did a Flame TV show back with uh, Jane Goldman presents. We were the main show on that, the main storyline on that. Well, at least everybody agrees that it's alien at this point. Yeah. I mean, now, I hope it's not something like uh, what happened in Joe Dirt, where he found his space <laughs> rock and he thought it was yeah. I'm a not real saying alien piece. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, don't confuse what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's an alien. I'm <laughs> okay. saying it's extraterrestrial. Now, it could be ours. I'm something like you were just talking about that's flying out there that's ours that this right. was rejected from. It could be a Mora case. Right. You have a craft on the ground that disappears. You have physical evidence left behind. Again, um, now what was that? Was that NASA stuff? Was that government? Was that secret technology? Was that alien? We don't know what it is. We don't know. You know, I do think that the uh, Zamora case could be some kind of government uh, saucer or ship. I that think we saw. so. I, that's my case. That's my yeah. thinking too. I mean, but, just because he's a police officer doesn't mean that he knows what, you know, every aircraft that the government's working on looks like. He, you know, he, yeah, he's a credible police officer. You know, he, he did his job well, but he's not an expert on aerial, you know, technologies. And right, I'm pretty right, sure absolutely. that's... It, and look, if we did recover something at Roswell... And by the way, uh, you know, Roswell is the most famous case in ufology. What, what do you think of Roswell, uh, Larry? I think you can't prove it now. Well, There's no that, way. Yeah. All the... All the Eyewitnesses are dead. Pretty much, yeah. Sad uh, no, they're all there. The main eyewitnesses yeah. are all gone. There's never been physical evidence shown from the case ever, as far as still actually from that case. Right. Did something happen there? Absolutely. 
what happened there, I have no idea. I think the best uh, the best uh, evidence, or it's not even evidence, it's just uh, we have to take his word as Jesse Marcel and what he said. Uh, just because of how credible of a, of a person he was, but right. uh, really, there really is not no major evidence. But look, uh, other than Roswell, which is you know, like I said, the, probably the most famous case in ufology. Um, I mean, this could be bigger than Roswell, what you have here, if it's uh, looked at properly and, and studied properly. Um, Can I throw a theory out here, Justin? Just out of, uh, just out of uh, what keep as I keep on looking at the, all these images here. What are the, what's the possibility? I know this is going to sound a little bit off, but roll with me for a second. It's made. It is a metallic object, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's ninety-five okay. or eighty-five percent aluminum. If you took a tuning fork to it, it'll give off a harmonic frequency. Four forty A. Okay. I've already done that. I've okay. got. I, I play music. I guitar. I've got tuners and stuff around here. All right. So, it resonates in, in 440. Okay, now. A. Okay, here comes an interesting theory then. What if this is from some of the mining equipment that people are getting photographs of that are on the moon, and this is actually a real piece of moon rock or some derivative of a mining of moon rock? Because as they say, when Apollo 17 lifted off from, um, from the moon, they say that the moon rang like a bell for hours, hmm. which, means it's, w- which means it's metallic. Yeah, but they wouldn't account for the light that uh, Bob saw. It wouldn't account for any of so that you stuff. So you've got, you got to stick with the story. Now, Bob yeah. asked for a polygraph <laughs> test of what he saw that night. Now, people say, well, anybody can pass polygraph tests. Well, as far as I know, and I've done a lot of checking, there's only two people in UFOlogy history that have taken polygraph tests and passed them. Travis Walton. Yes. Yeah. And Bob White. That's definitely, it. definitely not Bob Lazar. Huh? Has he Def- taken a polygraph test? I don't think he has, has I don't he? Know. I don't who, think he has. Who, who is it? Bob Lazar. No, Lazar never taken a polygraph. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he, he has it. But look, uh, Larry, look if if something did crash at Roswell, we have uh, you know recovered some technology from there or from any time after Roswell. Um, you know, we the government is probably been doing a lot of research on this stuff for many many decades now, and right, are right. probably very 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 advanced. So this could very well be terrestrial in nature and uh, be from ancestry from extraterrestrial, you know, from a, a past crash ship or something, but uh, it could be very terrestrial now in nature, uh, which would be interesting. That's why I asked if he saw any beings or anything like that, because if there's no sightings of any ETs, um, you know, it could be anything, really. And uh, there's so many uh, different uh, things that the government are working on that we really don't have any clue on whatsoever. Uh, right. But it's interesting that he did pass a lie detector test. He passed um, four I, polygraph tests. I did not know that. that if for them, that's incredible. I, I think really Travis is the only other person who's taken that many polygraph tests in the past. Well, Travis took one, but all of his crew took it, and everybody. Right. In no, his he's taken more than one. He, he's taken more than one. He's taken. Well, yeah, he's taken more than one. Yeah, yeah he's, he ta- he's taken several. He's taken uh, like five or six at this point. No, the yeah. only person, and it wasn't that he failed. It was uh, Dallas. It was uh, one person that. It wasn't that he failed. It, Came off as he was nervous on the polygraph. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was erratic. Everybody in his crew right. passed the same polygraph test of what happened that night. 
Right. You know, and it's like I said, now Bob took one in, on, in front of live TV, Flame, Flame TV did it, and the polygraph examiner was a uh, Grand Junction police officer, and we did that test in Fruit of Colorado. Hmm. And I, I taped it myself with my own camera, plus it was on on uh, on, on TV. You know that that, that uh, of, of the results, and no deception whatsoever in any of these polygraph tests by the examiners. That's exactly what they say: no deception, none. And you know, I'd have trouble passing polygraph tests. Because I'm with you, afraid to say something. You know, I got a lot of say in history. I got a history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering, how come no government is trying to steal this from you at this point? Because unfortunately, nobody's paying attention now, and I think that's really the bottom line. Like, let's see what happens tomorrow. If, if you ignore, if, if you the ignore the story, it will go away. Yeah, it's mm. nor that's normal operating procedure. If you ignore a person, it doesn't yep. exist. Yeah, I don't think the government is in the uh, job of scaring people anymore. I think that was back in the 60s and 70s and 80s oh, yeah, when the cover-up first started. Men in brown coats, the CIC. Yeah, that's, it, look, the men in black phenomenon, you know what the men in black is? Secret Service, yeah, uh, FBI. Yeah, FBI. Yeah, there's, there's, I really doubt there's uh, an organization like Will something, Smith. Something from the <laughs> alphabet soup. We'll just leave it yeah. at that. They're from the alphabet <laughs> soup. Exactly. But, but like, in all fairness, um, you know, at this point, the government is not in the in the job of going out and scaring people or or telling them we're going to put you in a desert somewhere if you tell anybody what you saw, young lady. You know that stuff is just not going to happen anymore. They, again, like Larry said, ignore it and people will just forget about it. It, it will go away. Here, think That's about this for a second. Think about this for a second. The Vatican has just come out and said that they believe that alien life exists. Yeah, but yeah, some Vatican priests won't baptize them. Uh, yeah, well, they're, well, they're looking for more money. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> got to build another cathedral. The aliens got to come down with the gold, and they got to give some gold to the Vatican. And there you go. There you go. Uh, but that's that's big. That's a big story. That, that was just one little splurb there on the internet, and that's about all you heard from. Here, here's the thing, though, Larry. I don't know what's a bigger story: the fact the Vatican came forward and said that, or the fact that the Vatican has a telescope named Lucifer. <laughs> And it I looks forgot about that. Yeah, up to right. the sky, and they're looking for Lucifer. Now, think about that for a second. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, I've got a history. I, what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm look, on first, I, I'm on a first-name basis with that fella. Well, he, he's not a friend of mine, I'll tell you that much. But look, Larry, let me tell you, let me ask you a question here, because look, we've talked about this on the show many times in the past, where we've asked uh, guests uh, to give us their insight of what they think is really going on uh, with ufology. And I, I want to hear you know, what you really think is going on with not only ufology, but also you think it's tied into religion at all, because my point of view is that it's all tied in. And throughout the history, you know, whether we've been manipulated like they say or not, I do think there's been misinterpretations to visit visitations from extraterrestrials and uh we've interpreted it as gods demons uh you know ghosts and all kinds of other things when it's been interactions with ets that we have had in our own past that's my personal take what's your take on the entire phenomenon well if you read the bible from genesis through it right. old testament it is the biggest ufo story ever written this is true so there's you know I, everything happened in, in the old testament had something to do with Lights, burning bushes, 
Chariots of Fire, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we're talking major UFO stuff going on here. Sound of the right, trumpets and the flying falls, right, everything falls down. Yeah, even Noah's tank. story, even Noah's story, like he builds a ship. It's a boat, but it could be a ship. It could be anything. We don't really know what kind mm-hmm. of boat he built. It could be a UFO. It's yeah. a but you got your Sumerian text, your 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 your, your uh, Quran. It's all basically the same stories that have been rewritten by man to serve man. But I mean, that the stories are basically all the same. Right. You have caveman drawings of unidentified flying objects on their walls above their yeah. little animals and antelopes and stuff. Now this this didn't start yesterday or in 1947 in Roswell. Mm-hmm. This has been going on since recorded time. So who is it? What is it? I can't tell you that. I don't know. You know, I, I'm leering towards extraterrestrial contact. That's what I lean towards. But until I see the little fella there knocking on the door wanting his part back, I'm going to sit there and say... <laughs> You know, uh, what's up, Doc? You know? Exactly. <laughs> here's, an, here's an idea, though, and I'll, I'll throw this one your way and see if uh, if it makes any sense at all as a possibility. Um, what if, uh, you know, the aliens that we're encountering are, or people are claiming to see are beings that once lived on this Earth, left the planet, uh, were advanced maybe a billion years ago, because the planet's been around for four billion years, at least, that we know of. Uh, 4.5, right? So it's been around mm, for a while. Yeah, something like that. Um, let's say, you know, advanced, uh, advances have happened several times. Races have come and gone. It's very possible that humanoid or human-looking or humans have been on this planet for more than 2,000 years, as the Bible will let you believe. Uh, no, we've been around for a lot longer, maybe even millions and millions of years. Who knows? Uh, so who's not to say that maybe a race, you know, a million years ago, 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, 2 million years ago, a billion years ago, didn't get technologically advanced and left the planet. And then they came back and now the planet's ran by monkeys and Neanderthal man and what the heck is going on and that's why they started intervening. But they were from this planet originally. Do you think that's a possibility? I don't know why it couldn't be. Um, you know, uh, too many possibilities. Well, it, would make, you know, it, it, it makes it, sense, though. If you think about it, it makes sense on their curiosity with the planet. I mean, why else would an advanced race from like Alpha Centauri or another galaxy okay. out there put, care put about map, this planet? Put a map know? of the solar system up on the wall and throw a dart. It <laughs> yeah, could, exactly. could not be. Who knows? <laughs> you know, where yeah. the dart sticks, you know, if, if, if it's in Pluto, it's not a planet, so nobody can be there. And of course, it was a planet when I was growing up, but it's not a planet anymore. Guess it's too small. It was, it wasn't in the in in the right uh, neighborhood or something. I don't know. It didn't belong to the uh, the homeowners association for that area. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> By the way, I'm still upset about the whole Pluto thing. I want yeah, Pluto back. I, I, you know, Pluto. I like Pluto with Disney, and I like Pluto uh, out there on the last planet. You know what? Kind I of grew planet? up with Pluto as part of the family, man, and I'm <laughs> upset that they've taken Pluto away from me. I do not like it. Let me tell you yeah, one thing, Larry. You mess with my planets, and there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, listen, right. stay right there. We're going to be back in a couple minutes here. We have to take a commercial break. Oh, if you guys right. want to join in after the break, uh, do so. We're going to have open lines for the rest of the hour. It's uh, two ways to get to us. You know the ways. Phone number 786-245-8127. And you can Skype us uh, by looking up PSN Radio. We'd love to hear from you if you guys are listening. And there's a lot of people listening in tonight, Larry. So I hope uh, they, they call in and ask away uh, anything. Well, they want I advertised a lot, you know. I know you did. You went crazy. <laughs> I saw that. It was awesome. I was like, I wish every guest would do that. 
every one of them. We don't Gazer- just need audience participation. We need guest participation guest. as well. Exactly. Stick around, right. uh, everybody. We'll be back in a couple minutes on Dark Matter Radio Network. Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person, and if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio, Thursdays at 5 p.m. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts, in the food, air, water, and during sleep. So, tune in to In Other News, Thursdays at 5 p.m. on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. Remember, Future Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something. And oh wait, hold on. I just got a text. Oh, there's another one. Wow. Busy, busy me. So anyway. Oh, wait, mom. I just got a message. My friends keep commenting on my comment. Oh, there's another one. So many comments on my comment. Oh, I can't wait to watch TV tonight. Playoffs. Hey guys, check out my new video game. Pew, pew. Wait, wait, mom, what? Huh? What? Hold What'd on. What'd you say? Wait a second, huh? This weekend. Unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London. And I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics 
are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. You're listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. what I do. I listen to transmissions from Mars and the moon, the alien channels. Yeah, I'm down with that because the aliens got flavor and that's really fat. Yeah, I catch the vapor from the alien street, but this one particular time they knocked me off my feet. I was flipping through the channels getting busy with the sound when a dope new jam from the aliens came down. All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio, live again on the Dark Matter Radio Network and the PSN Radio. And tonight, we've been talking to Larry Seekander. Pronounce that right. Got it. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we've been talking about this amazing object that uh, that he has in his possession, uh, which was found by a gentleman by the name of Bob White while back, uh, who's no longer with us. Uh, It's an uh, incredible story and, again, a game changer. Uh, in ufology, if we can prove that this thing is real, that's the that's the thing. If we can prove this thing is authentic, that it's a, a legit extraterrestrial piece somehow, uh, or at least if we could, you know, uh, get the government to say, well, this is one of our, uh, you know, secret spy planes or something like that. At least that'll be kind of interesting too. Either way, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of interested. Now, you've been on a lot of talk shows in the past, uh, haven't you? Not uh, what's some of the other the shows you've been on? Some of the big ones. Oh, I haven't this. been on any big ones myself. None, nobody's booked you out because I know you said that people are staying away. Uh, none of the big ones wanted to touch you, right? I say no, let's get them no, on we, Oprah. We've been we've been ignored That'd in be the great. community uh, from day one. Bob did I've, quite a few radio interviews back after we put <laughs> we put an ad in, in Antiques and Collectibles in the New York in the Spring, Springfield Newsleader newspaper. Uh huh. At a for sale. UFO object for $11 million. For sale. Underneath antiques and collectibles. Well, somebody saw that. Uh, one of the radio shows from around, you know, I guess all they do is just look for idiotic stuff in the newspaper. What we did it for was for... for uh, Sounds like us here on the it, it was to <laughs> advertise the museum that we had opened. Mm-hmm. It was a museum of the unexplained where we had this thing on display, and we were a 501c3 research organization. We had a NASA scientist as our director, former former uh, NASA scientist. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what's his had, name? Uh, what's the scientist's name from NASA? Uh, Robert Gibbons, Dr. Robert, Robert Gibbons. Gibbs. Okay. He, he was our director. In fact, I sent you a video of him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, where he's explaining the radiation testing that we did, uh, our first first uh, X-ray stuff that we did with the object, where we got X-ray exposures on dental film from the bottom of the object. Now, is that something that shouldn't have happened either? We had directed uh, exposures on uh, dental X-rays and. X-rays do not direct; they scatter. That's why you get a picture of a tooth or something. That we had pinpoint, like laser pointer type uh, exposure on this on this film. You know, mm. you, you don't see that. And again, the bubble chamber tests I did showed the fast neutron, gamma, and beta 
coming from the object. And low, 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 uh, low radiation, but it's there. It was identifiable still in the object. We had the soil sample test from where the object was recovered, and if it happened, that shows radioactive decay from the object. We have soil samples that's fused from where the light was seen, still there. Um, it's just all these things. From where we started, the basic test of where I'm at today and with the people I've got together with me now, show that this thing did not fall off your grandpa's 52 Buick, not the bumper car. <laughs> this thing ain't from our neighborhood. It could be somebody's Buick, but it ain't from this neighborhood. <laughs> uh, it, may be from, it may be from our alien's Buick, Yeah, from Alpha Centauri, but it ain't from, the, from Detroit, I guarantee you. And, and like I said, all you got to do, all anybody's got to do, make me one of these. Just make me one. Just one. Show me how you did it, and hey, I'll go away. That's all you got to do. So everybody I'm, get busy out there in your garage and make me one. I'd like to see somebody try, honestly. I mean, it, it I'd is, like uh, to see somebody try, too. It, it's, a, it it's an incredibly bizarre-looking object. I don't know how anybody could manufacture this thing. Uh, uh, you definitely have something strange here and, uh, and unique, Larry. I mean, it's, this it's is, unique. This is you know, mind, like, again, you know, like I said, it's an alien I don't know. It's right. an extraterrestrial, yes, it is. The testing shows that it's been bombarded by cosmic radiation. You can't get bombarded from cosmic radiation as intense as what this has been bombarded with. It shows the tendencies of an aircraft that's been flying at high altitude for many years, like your, your Boeing 747s and stuff that fly at high altitude. They have to retire them after 30 to 40 years because the radioactivity around surrounding the passengers mm-hmm. is too high for them to fly. Larry, do you think do you think this is a fair statement or a fair question that this could possibly be something that we just haven't found on Earth yet, but it is part of Earth no. uh, somewhere? Uh, like, look, we're we're finding uh, life all the time uh, on Earth in places we never thought of, an strange and exotic life. Uh, so, what's not oh, to yeah, say maybe there's some? Files, yeah, yeah. What's not to say we don't have some kind of elements or, or metals that we just haven't seen before? And maybe he just so happened to, to get his hands on something. Uh, that is really exotic and just weird, so weird that we really would look extraterrestrial uh, to any scientist testing it, you know? No. No, there's no way. Like I said, <laughs> show me another one. There's no way, Jose, are you going to sit there and show me another one of these unless it's the one the government recovered in 1947 in Denmark. Now, that exists. I have a scientist that said, on record, uh, 1947 again, you said 1947 in Denmark? 1947, but before Roswell, prior to Roswell. Okay. You know, uh, there was a piece of metal recovered in Denmark, right. and it looks exactly like Bob White object, right down to the little pinpoint little hook on the end of it when you match them side by side. The first time I seen those pictures, I thought somebody was trying to sit there and debunk us uh, right away on this case. Because the dang object looked, I mean, it's it's a mimeograph copy. It's not a picture. It's a mimeograph copy of a copy. But right. you can see the shape and the identifying little point that matched exactly Bob's object before it was cut. You know, that's amazing. You know, and now for that to jump up after four years or five years, again, John Greenwald uh, and uh, Clifford Stone both got those 
Freedom of Information Act papers at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking at, at uh, Clifford Stone's uh, papers at Roswell Museum because we were having the object out there for display during Ro- Roswell Week at the museum. The director showed these to me when I walked in because I was doing security for the deal. And I was there two days ahead of when Bob and John, our other guy was with us at the time, was going to be blowing in. And as soon as I seen this picture on the cover, on, on, on the cover page of this file, file number 202085, says, alleged material recovered from Denmark flying saucer. Now, they never used flying saucer in 1947, as far as I know, it, 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 I remember Kenneth Arnold is the first Kenneth person. Arnold is yeah. where, where that came from. Right. He coined the term, yeah. He coined the term. But this is 1947, three years or two years before Kenneth Arnold signed, and they got flying saucer written across the cover page of a government CIC declassified file from 1947. Hmm. That's interesting. I never heard yeah, that. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. And, and, and once funny it's thing, stuck, you it's stuck. Put, you start putting all these pieces, these little pieces together. It forms a hell of a story. You know, you know what I'm saying. It's oh yeah, definitely. Of, yeah. It's yeah. a hell of a story. Uh, one item, two items, three items. I don't believe in coincidence. Not not forty times. I don't believe in coincidence. You know? no, no, no. There's there's a plan going on somewhere. Yeah, Larry. So, I mean, what what is your plan now coming up in the near future? Here, what's your plan with this object? I mean, what's the next step again? I'm still pushing um, more tests. I want an isobutyl okay. ratio test done on this object. Okay. In chromium, that's a definitive test. That if the chromium isotopes are either Earth or someplace else, that chromium gotcha. in outer space is different from chromium on Earth. On the isotope range, and okay. that's, like, that's, a, that's a definitive that's, as far that's as that test right? goes. But that's a high mm-hmm. dollar test. It's done what's called wet chemistry, and that's where you have to break a piece down until it's total natural state, and all you have left, I uh, isolated out, is the chromium. Then you run your test on your isotopes, and like I say, that's a high dollar test. There's only two or three labs in the world can do this test, so. That's where that stands right now. We're talking about some bucks or uh, somebody wants to do a freebie to prove it one way or the other. Yeah, no, it, doesn't no, prove, it doesn't prove it whether it's extraterrestrial again. Right. What it does, it, it either will show extra, another extraterrestrial signature in it, what I've already got, or it won't. But I've already got extraterrestrial signatures already identified in this object. So well, here's, here's a question. Here's a question. Have you thought of uh, contacting anybody that does research in alien implants? Um, because I mean, that's a, an area that they might be able to help you out big time. Oh, I'm Daryl Sims, a friend of mine. He's got. He's he's the only other person in the world that has a piece of this object. Okay. Me. And Daryl's got got it down in Texas. Gotcha. Um, he's been involved with us since 2003, and he's one of the few people that I actually trust in the field. With with this object, with a piece of this object, and because he he's been and he's got thousands or hundreds of of, of objects, so yeah, you know, yes. uh, I've got a couple other people in the in the background now getting ready to get on board. I can't say who they are right at the moment because we're getting ready to do some, a meeting a meet up here in August, 
and uh, see what we can get done as far as some more testing goes. I don't want to sound like this is a cloak and dagger deal, but it's, it's just something that uh, we're just getting getting into. But it kind of <laughs> is, though. If you think about it, I mean, this is uh, space. Cloak and dagger, stuff. smoke yeah. and mirrors, keep the secret. No, you can't. But you kind of have to. I mean, you kind of look. This is what science is, man. You got to figure out what it is before you put it in the public. Right. And, yeah. Uh, let so the whole I, you world know, know, I, I so. got the, the people I'm getting involved with right now are serious investigators, well known in the UFO community, and I want them to verify what I've got before I mention who we're dealing with. Right. Exactly. You know. Now, now, once this is verified, if it is verified, Larry, I mean, what's the next step after that? What, what's your intentions? Be a news conference. Okay. That's what will happen next. There will be a, a major news conference. And this will be broke to the public, and it won't be, it can't be ignored then. But again, mm-hmm. see, that's, you got to take it one step at a time. I've been at this now for 18 years. Wow. You know, that's, that's how long I've been involved in this. Now, anybody had told me in 1990 that I had <laughs> anything to do with UFOs, aliens, extraterrestrials, or anything. It goes bump or bang in the night. I told him to get off crack, seek help immediately. Now I'm right up to my eyebrows in it. You know, I mean, I've been lo- I'm looking for the answer. I want to know what this damn thing is. I want to know. I want to know where it came from, how it was made, and who made it. That's what I want to know. Has anybody put it through the mass spectrometers yet? Oh, yeah. Hmm. No, yeah, we, we, we've done all that basic stuff. The X, like I said, the X-ray diffraction test is the one that that is is the kicker. That's the Can one you carbon date this composite aluminum, whatever? No, we haven't done that. Nobody has been able. Nobody's done that yet. We've hmm. gone through SEMs, X-ray is diffraction. That in, is that in the plans, though? Because I mean, that would be uh, interesting as hell. Imagine if it's thousands of years old or something. Well, that would be really cool too if, you, if we could get that done. Uh, again, we're talking about money. It takes money to do these tests, or you got to get yep. somebody that's interested that has has access to the to the. Uh, Here's an idea for you. Here's an idea for you, uh, Larry, and uh, you might want to run with this um, Kickstarter. Yeah, that about, does. Yeah, that could definitely generate some income. Yeah, no, look, look, there's a, a documentary there they're making about a Superman movie uh, that never happened, a Tim Burton Superman-directed uh, movie, and that's got this dude, like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars already uh, in on Kickstarter. This is much more important than that documentary. Uh, this, like I said, is a game-changer, if proven. I mean, Larry, have you thought of that at all as an avenue of going through Kickstarter or Indiegogo? No, I, I know one what of Kickstarter these is. I, first thing about it, you got to remember who you're dealing with here. I'm a mechanic. I'm a certified uh, master mechanic. You know, I'm a hands-on guy. So super tech degree, savvy isn't working for I don't have a degree in astrophysics. You. you know, I've, I've never been in, in, in a planetarium. Look for a telescope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so you, I, 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 I get you. I get you. But I'm, I'm sure in, in your travels, you've must have like bumped heads with people that, or, or made friends with people that are a little technologically uh, savvy on this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I, you know, we—that's that, the people we try to surround ourselves with when we open a museum. We wanted scientists, right? You now, Bob White was a musician and entertainer. You know, he was—he he was an actor. He was a stuntman. Uh, he, he, you know, fifty years in the business. You know, now he knew people. In Hollywood, you know, uh, 
you know, he performed with people. You know, uh, he 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 knew some big people, but we could never quite. It just it seemed like just about the time something was going to pop, somebody would die. Hmm. You know, seriously uh, or natural causes? Natural causes. I mean, you know, you got to remember, Bob. We're talking about people. I'm I'm 67. You know, I ain't no spring chicken myself. You know, believe me, I've fallen off the bike more than once. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm still basically pretty good shape still. Yeah, there's my, my right. smoke, and I smoked for too many damn years. Nicholas. Yeah, but enough. look, Bob. Uh, look, Larry. Uh, like Bob, you know, we're not. You're not going to be eternal either. You know, this uh, this is something that you're already 18 years deep into this research. Right. Um, you know, it's time to like uh, get the ball rolling a little quicker and and see what we have here. I think Kickstarter, uh, one of these websites that could you know help raise the money needed. Uh, is an excellent way to go. Not only that, the exposure this thing will get on the internet. I mean, are you are you kidding me? Uh, possibly, uh, possible proof of extraterrestrial life. Uh, it, this will get huge exposure. Uh, We've been on this. the inter- I've been on the internet since two thousand. Well, actually, I've been on the internet before that. Yeah, but Anybody no, Kickstarter is, Kickstarter is a relatively new thing, though. This is a relatively new type of website. And again, you, you said that the financing is the, the biggest hurdle. Well, this is an avenue for you to figure out the financing, because that's what Kickstarter does. It, it, the, that's the whole purpose of it, to get financing for projects and, and different things that are you know important, whether it's a movie, documentary, or something like this, scientific study, which could lead to a documentary. Look, that's another thing you could do. You could film a documentary about the discovery and about the scientists you know researching this thing. Um, uh, there's so many different avenues that you could go with here. Now, when we did a DVD uh, ourselves, movie a documentary back in 2003, it went. Uh, I think we sold 24 copies. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and not exactly getting rich. Well, but you didn't have the type of exposure we're talking about here. That's the thing. Well, and you know, it, again, if you type in UFO evidence. The first thing that pops up is my website or Bob's web, Bob's name now in, in most search engines. We're in the top 25, I guarantee you, on the Internet. I've had 11 million and some odd hits. Let me see. I don't know exactly how many I've had on there on the original website. We've had uh, on UFO hard, our UFO Evidence conform site. I've had. Yeah, where is it? Can't find it on the counter. Well, even if it's in the millions, of, yeah. But even if it's in the millions, I mean, that's for like what the whole time you've had the website up. But think about this: you know how many millions of people daily go through Kickstarter and is streamed all over the internet. Um, I mean, literally, the, the Kickstarter accounts they they post for you. Hey, this person has uh, this Kickstarter. You might want to check it out. And it like it literally like spams your own Kickstarter out to other people. So again, just, just throwing it out there. You know, think about it. I well, know you said that you know, monetary. I'm, I'm, I'm up for anything that will sit there. It will get me into a laboratory. <laughs> you know, I'm also I'm on SSI. I'm retired. You know, I you see what I'm saying? In, in, income now uh, because of my health because I can't work. You know, I'm, I'm still out there scrapping here and there, whatever. I'm you know, I'm, I'm living. I'm getting by. I ain't a biggie. You're getting but what you far, can when you can. Correct. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you do what you do. What you do what you can do. Exactly. And that's what I'm about. That's what I've always been. I've never been a slacker. I don't. You know, I worked hard all my life, and I, I've worked. I've shoveled crap in a cow barn to working in a bomb factory. You know, I've done it all somewhere down the line. But, 
You know, I, I worked in, in the Napalm Mall factory in San Diego back in the 60s. Uh, I worked in fertilizer plants. I worked on cow farms. You know, I, I've I've done a little bit of everything. I play music. You know, I was uh, I play guitar and sing. And 40 years at that. You know, me and Bob played together. Bob was a hell of a musician. I don't claim to be even close to what he was. Wow. But I could hold my own. Larry, question here, um, and this is coming from somebody in the Facebook. Uh, they want to know: Do you have a contingency plan for you know when you you know you do get older and uh, you know somebody if this hasn't been um, looked at properly yet? Let's say in the next couple of years, five, ten, fifteen years, however long it is, um, is there a contingency plan on who this would go to? Uh, you know, next the object. When yeah. something happens to me, we go to John Greenwald Jr. All right. Okay. I know John. John. John will continue what I've started and what me and Bob started. But okay. John knows it. So I already told John this a long time ago. Uh, because I've had some health issues a couple of times. And uh, after the UFO conference back here in uh, in April this year, I almost died uh, a couple of days later from an ulcer, which oh I didn't goodness. know I had. Bleeding. I was bleeding out really? the whole time I was at the UFO conference. Wow. And I ended up in the emergency room. I was about a half. I was about a half hour away from the pearly gates and organ music. Oh my! You know, but you know, I've come through that all right. But I'm glad you made it through, and I'm glad you're here tonight, uh, Larry. Well, really I'm glad am. I made it through. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't ready to meet uh, Saint Peter quite yet. No, you still have to get the story a little further out there. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. we're we're almost out of time here tonight. We're running already uh, close to the edge of the hour here, and I really want to give you a couple minutes to uh, give out your website addresses again. Tell everybody how they can find you. You know, follow your research, your work on this thing. Uh, give everybody the addresses one more time before we go off air with you. Okay, our our original old site is ufoevidence.conforums.com. Uh, our research group is the Museum of the Unexplained Aerial Anomalies Research Group on Facebook. Excellent. Or you can contact me at Larry Sikander on Facebook. Or they can sit there and, uh, let's see, well, that should cover it. If you want to buy my book, which has everything that we know up to now and a couple of things that will be added here shortly and add them in the book, uh, you can go to Goldie Press. Um, you can only go as far as you push. The Bob White Legacy, that's my book. What about ebooks for downloading? Uh, see, I believe it is on Amazon now. I think Bill has told me that. Oh, Very excellent. Cool. Yeah, where it can, it can be purchased online. Very cool. Larry, uh, it's been a fascinating hour and a half to, to with you, man. I really enjoyed um, having you on the show, and really would look forward to having you back on in the future. Absolutely, Especially yes. if you can get scientists to look at this thing, and uh, they could uh, figure out and crack the code and unravel the secret of what this thing is. Uh, you know, that would make a heck of a great radio show. So please come back and visit us again. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I've enjoyed it. Been a hit, been a hoot and holler. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, if anything comes up, you're on my Facebook friends. I'll send them, shoot you an email. Excellent. So if Don't we can't interview you, we're going to add you into the news the next time we talk about you. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you <laughs> very much, guys. I appreciate it. Larry, don't be a stranger. We definitely have to have back, have you back on. Uh, loved right. uh, having you on. Take care. Have All a great night, sir. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Larry Seekander and uh, Alan. Uh, really interesting stuff, man. That, that opportunity. Oh yeah. Is, uh, uh, I mean. 
I'm I'm flabbergasted by just uh, the thought that this thing could prove everything that we've been talking about here, and it has not been looked at seriously by the mainstream uh, science, mainstream media. Who do we uh, got to count? Who do we got to uh, call Seriously. About? And yet, if Justin Bieber does anything, it's all over the media. That's what sickens me about the media. I know. We, we got to call your friend Gregorio, uh, whatever the heck his name is. Who? With the... What's his name with the hair from Ancient Aliens? That's Giorgio Tukaloos. Giorgio. Tukaloos. Tukaloos. Tukaloos, whatever. Yeah, dude with the wacky hair. I love him. He's cool. You know, he, he always says uh, everything that Eric Van Daniken has said in the past. But. It says uh, it either get to him or, honestly, now that I think about it, uh, you know, if it's giving off some type of radiation, maybe we should reach out to uh, Stanton Friedman on this one. Definitely. Shout out to Stan Freeman also, who um, had a heart attack not long ago and uh, is recovering from uh, his uh, illnesses. And uh, he's doing a lot better from what we heard. You know, Excellent. Best wishes to him. On Future Theory, yeah. Best uh, wishes to uh, to Stan Freeman. Uh, one of the good guys, man. Uh, I love Stan Freeman. I, I love uh, talking to that man. So we definitely want to have him on here when he's uh, filling up to it. It's sad that uh, you know we've lost uh, so many people in the last few years in ufology, so many important people. In ufology, like Jesse Marshall Jr. and Dr. Roger Lear. Yeah, but there uh, are new ones coming along the way each and every day. Yeah, but the problem is some of the new ones might not be in it for the same reason that some of the old. True, in it. true. You know what I mean? Uh, Lloyd Pye, for example, that man gave his soul to what he was working on and uh, literally gave his life uh, for that for his research. And uh, you know, and look, he he put that in, he put his research over his health a lot of times and. Uh, and it caught up to him, and, uh, and it's happened uh, to a lot of folks. And look, Larry's not going to be around forever either. Uh, Larry, uh, he has health issues, and one day he's on the pass. And I would hate uh, for this object to float around from person to person and never get the really the uh, the deserved attention um, that it, that it should get, and uh, the scrutiny from science that it deserves, and uh, for them to really research this thing. And it's an it's an amazing thing. Again, if you guys want to do more homework on them, uh, check out our website, skywatchersradio.com. Uh, the podcast would be there uh, within the next uh, 15 minutes, uh, 10, 15 minutes around there after we're off the air. Uh, podcast will be uh, on there for your download pleasures. Uh, so please do that. Uh, join the uh, the website, skywatchersradio.com, and uh, check out all our social media stuff, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Just uh, go through there. All the links are on there. And uh, follow us into our next adventure next week when we will be back on Skywatchers Radio, and hopefully this time we start with Alan's uh, Wi-Fi No More hotspot from now on. Are we good with that? Hotspot from now on for Alan. And uh, guys, uh, again, come back next week. We'll be back live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And next week, Jason Martell will be our guest. Love having Jason Martell on the show. He's a great, great guest. Uh, so again, for everybody on Dark Matter Radio Network, for Keith Rowland, the overlord of the network, for my co-host Alan Weiler, who's over there playing with something. I don't know what the heck he's doing. Um, this is Skywatchers Radio. I am Angel, and we will be back next week. By the way, keep listening. There's a lot more uh, really, really good content on Dark Matter Radio Network. Really great shows. Stick around. Don't just uh, tune off. Don't just leave. For the evening, keep listening. And remember to check out Jimmy Church on Dark Matter Radio Network and Future Theater also every week. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night.